More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, Relationship Reboot. Are you dealing with a strained or broken relationship? Struggling to get things back online? Let's help you hit the reset button and reboot those relationships. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life Relationship Reboot. Are you dealing with a strained or broken relationship of any type? Whether that's a marital relationship, a family relationship, a friendship relationship. If you're struggling to get things back online, let us help you hit that reset button and reboot those relationships. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 573-7825. If you're listening to later on today to the More to Life podcast, you can also get your questions to us via email. That address is questions at moretoliferadio.com. Of course, if you can't use a phone or email because of the nationwide (laughs) AT&T outage, just open your front door and yell really loud and we'll do our best. We'll do our best to try to help you. But, but, you know, (laughs) thanks be to God. You know, I have to say, I was thinking this morning. And I have to say this, and nobody at any station has asked me to say this. I'm telling you that now. As, as I prepared for the show today, I was like, can we just pause and thank God for our local EWTN affiliates? Can we do that? Because if you are lucky enough to live in an area with a, an EWTN affiliate station, you can still get that's that, that station, those shows... Over terrestrial radio, that's an amazing thing to be able to do. So make sure you're supporting those local stations. They are such an incredible gift. Well, actually, since since we're talking about that, why don't we send out a a little note to our friends in Central Texas who need to hear from you next week. Uh, Armor of God Catholic Radio is airing their spring pledge drive next week. So if you're listening to either of their stations serving Kepner, Cameron, and Temple, Texas, or anywhere... Make sure you're supporting them and your local EWTN Catholic radio station. But we are taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825 about relationships. I mean, look, the fact is relationships are hard. Oh, they are so hard. Basically, if you're human and you're dealing with other humans, you're going to have some relationship strains occasionally. Are you having a relationship that you'd like to reboot? You know, whether it's a dating or marriage relationship, a family relationship, or even a friendship, lots of things can come between everybody. Are you dealing with a conflict or a disagreement that's driving a wedge between you and someone you care about? Maybe someone hurt your feelings, or you hurt theirs, and you're not sure how to get past it. 
or maybe you've drifted apart or you're not and you're not sure how to rebuild the connection between you let us help you reset put hit that reset button and get those relationships back online yeah, the number is 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. You can also shoot your questions to us via email, especially if you're listening to the More to Life podcast later on today. That email address is questions at moretoliferadio.com. That's with the number two in the middle there. Questions at moretoliferadio.com. I mean, face it, a lot of us would love to just, you know, curl up with a good book in front of a fire and never go anywhere and never talk to anyone because, boy, isn't it easier. But that's just not how life is. We were actually made to be in communion with one another. But because we're all human, that can be really, really hard. So if you're having any kind of relationship issue, we are here for you today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. What's that, you say? Well, <laughs> glad you asked. Uh, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections over the course of five years where he looked at how we can discern God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully contemplating God's design in creation and especially his design of our bodies. The theology of the body that re reminds us, I just need to put my whole mouth on that, that today. <laughs> you need can't to even say that. Reboot your mouth. I need there. to reboot my ability to speak. <laughs> but as I was saying, the theology of the body reminds us that we were created for relationship. As I said earlier, created for communion with one another. And that the most important thing we can spend our time and energy on is cultivating as much closeness as we can in all the relationships we participate in. People tend to think that building the kingdom of God involves doing big projects for Jesus. Volunteering at the parish, getting involved, doing those things can all be really important. But the primary way we're called to build God's kingdom is by working to heal the damage that sin has done or wants to do to our relationships. The kingdom of God is built bit by bit through the efforts we make to overcome the obstacles that make it difficult to connect heart to heart and soul to soul. You know, we're destined to spend eternity in intimate union with God and the communion of saints. And so doing the work we need to do in this life to make our relationships whole and holy helps to prepare us for that heavenly communion. That's true that there are some relationships that can't or won't be healed or fully realized this side of heaven. And God doesn't expect us to fix every broken relationship on our efforts alone. But the more we focus our energy on at least attempting to cultivate as much closeness, intimacy, openness, and love as we can with the people in our lives, the more we're cooperating with grace and preparing ourselves to participate in the ultimate union of heaven. So, you know, relationships play a really important part in our role of Christian disciples. And, and you know, more and working on those relationships really is a ministry. So we're asking you, do you have a relationship you'd like to reboot, whether it's a dating or marriage relationship? 
a family relationship, even a friendship. The fact is, lot of, lots of different things can come between people. So if you're dealing with a conflict or disagreement that's driving a wedge between you and someone you care about, or you've hurt someone's feelings, or they've hurt yours, and you're not sure how to get past it, or maybe you've just drifted apart, and you're not sure how to rebuild that connection, whatever the situation is, let us help you hit the reset button and get those relationships back online. 877 573 7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the the Father, Father, and the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence, and we bring to you all the people in our lives that we're struggling with, those relationships that have become difficult for some reason, either because conflicts are dividing us, because old hurts are causing obstacles or just we've drifted apart for various reasons we ask you Lord to give us the grace that we need to rebuild those connections to heal those relationship wounds and to build your kingdom by creating stronger loving communion between us and the people who share our lives help us to know when to set healthy boundaries and when to build bridges so that in all things we can be working to glorify you and working for the good of others and all of the relationships that we participate in. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the the Father, Father, and the the Son, Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, Relationship Reboot. Are you dealing with a strained or broken relationship? whether that's a marriage or family relationship or a friendship of some kind, we want to help you hit the reset button and reboot those relationships today on More to Life. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Jeff, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? God, God bless both of you. I heard you on Thank the radio, you and, you. and I've been taking this to prayer because I go to church quite often and pray. But I'm, I'm, a, I've been in the, the AA program for 43 years now. I've had 43 years of recovery, and I have God a bless younger brother, you. and, and I have a younger brother and sister who fell to addiction. Uh, would never, you know, I moved away from the family situation many years ago. But they did not kind of catch on. I tried to talk with them throughout the years about that. But they both had ruined their lives over addiction. My sister was like in her late 40s when she had uh, a stroke. And she was taken care of by nuns for quite a long time. I have a brother, too, who was, you know, has trouble staying sober. But both of them have pretty much have cut off talking to me and my older sister and mm-hmm. I had tried to reach back especially for my younger brother I remember what he's gone through I tried to he lives in a like a housing situation in, in up in up in New York I tried to call several months back and I know where he's at but they got a lady on the line there who I left a message to him see if I could talk with him she says well, he's an excellent tenant, and he, yes, he does live here, but I, we just don't get him to want to talk to me or 
my sister. Or, mm-hmm. So I, I have tried to reach back. You know, I'm in, I'm in my late 60s now, and I'd like to be able to have some kind of you know, communication sure. before I die. But uh, would there be any suggestions that you would have? Uh, it, it seems yeah. like, in a way, that they don't like the fact that I got sober and they didn't. That they didn't follow in my. You bet they don't. Well, no, that there, there's that is a possibility. You bet they don't. I mean, here, here's the thing, Jeff. Think about that. You know, have you ever been in a dark room? Maybe you're asleep, and somebody walks in and they throw the lights on. When you're an addicted person, and and you're living a life that says, "I need this substance," "I love this substance," and someone who has managed to recover from that addiction walks in. It's like that, and you just kind of recoil, right, when somebody throws the lights on in your life. It's not about you personally. It's about that you represent something that they don't want to do, and they don't want to be called on to do. Um, So I have two suggestions for you. And the the first one is I think it's perfectly fine for you to to reach out um, on a regular basis where you, you may be sending a text once a month or a card. Um, just letting them know that you love them and that you want to still be a part of their lives. But having said that, um, I, I, want, I don't want you to feel like it's your job as a Christian to make that relationship work. I'm going to tip, uh, tip my hand to uh, our scripture of the day later on that comes to us from Galatians 3.28. Um, the last part of it is, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. This is the whole, there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, you are all one in Christ Jesus. We think we when we hear that first, what we often think is that somehow it's it's our job as Christians to to create that unity with everybody. Lives. What that verse is really saying is that there are certainly divisions outside of Christ. You know, for people who are not living in Christ, there is Jew and Greek, there is slave and free, there is male and female. But for all of us who are dwelling in Christ Jesus, who are working to share that mission that Christ sends us on. We are able to work with them to create unity, thanks to the grace of Jesus Christ. Those who are living outside of that grace, we certainly, in an, uh, in, out of charity, have an obligation to reach out and to try to rebuild uh, connection, but we can't make that happen on our own. Ultimately, it's Jesus Christ that's responsible for that communion in our lives. All we can do is extend the invitation to the people that we love to join us in that relationship with each other and with Christ. And so you can, by all means, continue to send periodic reminders to your, uh, to your siblings that you love them, that you'd love to be part of their lives, make it, make it you know, kind of chatty or you know, send a card, like I said, just to say I'm thinking about you. But don't feel like it's your job or that God will be displeased with you if you can't make the relationship happen on your own power. Because as, as, as much as you love them, they are not living lives that are within God's grace, that are within God's plan for them. And so, because we need Christ to facilitate that communion, people who are not in, in love with Christ and following Christ may not be able to have that communion with us. The other thing that I'm strongly going to ask you to pray about and use great caution in, Jeff, is that when we are getting older, as you said, your words, we do want to have those clean, healthy relationships with our family and let everything, you know, be sunshine and, and birds singing. But you're talking about two other human beings who are actively addicted. You have been in recovery for 43 years, my brother, and I am so impressed by you. And I thank you for your, your witness even to that by calling in. 
because I know you've touched people and, and encouraged them to get into recovery today because you've done this for so long. But as anyone in a recovery program knows, it's a day-to-day process. And one of the things that's important to do is to not be around addicts that can drag you down. So people who are not actively pursuing recovery if they are have addictions. These two people are not pursuing recovery and could be a near occasion of falling out of recovery, of falling back into addiction for you. That may be why God's giving you the grace of not being in a relationship with them right now because they could be destructive to you based on their their sticking with their addiction, their commitment to their addiction. So Jeff, take this to prayer and really think about this and see if this is something you really should pursue because it could be dangerous to you, my friend. Jeff, thank you so much for the call. I hope that these suggestions will be helpful both in terms of just the the practical ways of staying in touch, but also the ways of keeping up those mental and emotional boundaries that that, that keep you safe and and also help you remember what what you are capable of and not capable of in terms of rebuilding these relationships. Listeners, we're taking your calls at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. The show today is titled Relationship Reboot. We're talking about all relationships, whether that's a dating or marriage relationship, a family relationship, a friendship that is, you know, it's gone offline for whatever reason, either because conflict is driving a wedge between you and them, or you've hurt their feelings, or they've hurt yours, or just anything that's coming between you. We want to help you hit the reset button and reboot those relationships today on More to Life. The number again, 877-573-7825. We'll be back taking your calls right after the break. He is honored by the Church as a Franciscan saint and one of the greatest preachers in Church history. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. Portuguese-born Anthony of Padua entered the Franciscans in 1220 and soon displayed a genius for preaching. He was sent to preach against the heretics in Italy and France and was chosen by Francis of Assisi himself as the first professor of theology for the Franciscans. He died in 1231 and was canonized only a year later. To find out more, visit EWTN.com and click on Catholicism. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria mutual funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. The Catholic Church teaches that Jesus Christ is literally and wholly present, body and blood, soul and divinity, under the appearances of bread and wine. St. John the Apostle records the John chapter 6 Bread of Life discourse in which Jesus states that his flesh is true food and his blood true drink. Who better to understand John's writings and subsequent teachings than a disciple and student of John, St. Ignatius of Antioch? In his letter to the Smyrnians in 110 A.D., Ignatius writes, I have no taste for corruptible food, nor for the pleasures of this life. I desire the bread of God, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ. And for drink, I desire his blood, which is love incorruptible. The Catholic Church absolutely follows St. John and St. Ignatius in taking Jesus at his word. Examining the truths of the Catholic faith, this is faithforensics.org. 
Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled Relationship Reboot. As we're talking about all relationships, uh, family relationships, marriage relationships, dating relationships, friendships, if you are struggling in any relationship and want to get it back online, we're here to help. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Senna, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Toronto, Canada. Hi, Senna. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Uh, Hi, Greg and Lisa. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling. What can we do for you? Uh, basically, it's just me and my uh, wife, our relationship, it's basically, uh, well, in her opinion, it's, it's basically done. Uh, she says that uh, she can't do this anymore, and uh, she would prefer if we separate it. What, what is this that she can't do anymore, specifically? What, what, what I get what I'm saying is, what, what's the trigger for this decision uh, on her part? She or? said that she all these like I'm, I'm basically not what she I, I can't do the things that she always dreamt of uh, financially like, and uh, oh mm. I, I believe also maybe emotional we've gone through some uh, roller coasters I'm, I'm originally from Melbourne Australia and I moved here uh, because mm-hmm. of her um, 12 and a half years ago and mm-hmm. uh, I think I went through some kind of depression in the early stages. It was a big change for me, and I struggled uh, with uh, her loving me and actually doing that to me sort of thing in my own head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I sort of went to... Uh, alcohol was my friend uh, sometimes. Oh, it was okay. not... like I wasn't uh, somebody that would be drinking every day. It was just... Mm-hmm. I would, you know, maybe do it once a week and just escape in in my own beliefs uh, and I probably get uh, vocally uh, unpleasant towards her she said there was a lot of pain and hurt going through that just things that I said to her in the past and sort of uh, created that scar in her heart and uh, she always wanted me to do more as far as financial and uh, try to push more I've been working ever since I came um, and um, yeah, it's just been tough. Uh, I don't think the same way financially as she does. Uh, for me, that's just you know, it's a, uh, you know day by day type of thing. And I do want to create, of course, more of a family security type of thing, but it just hasn't been possible. Um, uh, yeah, she basically uh, two months ago she said that um, that you, yeah we basically sleep in the different uh, rooms, and mm-hmm. uh, she just doesn't uh, feel that. She can do it anymore. Um, I well, let me let me throw out some thoughts here. And you, you, said, you told our screener that she's refused counseling. Um, based on what you're describing, I mean, and it's always sad when 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 a spouse refuses to participate in counseling. But I, I will say, um, there's still a lot you can do, uh, even if even if you're the only one working on the relationship. And I, I think what your wife is saying in this case is that she feels that she's worked hard enough on the relationship, and that she needs you to step up and be her partner if it's going to work. Now, I realize that she, she's at the point where she doesn't believe that you can do that, and which is why she said she wants a separation or she wants a divorce. I will say that, that for her, um, a, if, if you guys pursue a divorce, if she's not happy with her finances now, it's certainly not going to help anything after the divorce. Um, having said that, <clears throat> I, I, I think that your job at this point 
is for you to enter into individual counseling with a mar- with, with a marriage and excuse me with a marriage friendly therapist. Now, what I mean by that, that is somebody who has been trained in marriage and family therapy, who has done supervision in marriage and family therapy. Uh, there are lots of individual counselors who say, "I also see couples and families." Their success rate is dismal. It's about 30% compared to a marriage-friendly therapist who has training in marriage and family therapy, who's done supervision in marriage and family therapy, who specializes in marriage and family therapy. Their success rate is over 90%. So you want to find an individual, a therapist who will work with you individually, who is a marriage-friendly therapist, um, who can help to start coaching you on what you need to do to heal those wounds that have negatively impacted your marriage. At the point where you're, and I don't want you to do it to save the marriage. I want you to do it because you've got a lot of problems that you need to work through in order to be a, 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 a good partner to anybody. Um, <clears throat> and so I, I want you to be able to say to your wife, you know, I understand why you're disappointed in me. I understand that I've hurt you. I understand that I have not given you the life that you were hoping for. Um, I understand that you are at the point where you don't think it's possible to heal this relationship. Um, but I've heard that. And I'm going to start working on myself. I'm going to be bringing myself to, to God in prayer and through the sacraments. I'm going to go to confession for the things that I've done. I'm going to seek individual counseling. And I'm going to prove to you that I'm a man who can be trusted. I'm going to prove to you that I'm, a man, that I'm going to be a man who you can give your heart back to. Uh, and, and I don't expect you to have to do anything. And at, at this point, I'm not, convinced, I'm not trying to convince you to stay with me. But I'm saying that I'm going to do the work to prove to you that I'm a man that you can trust your heart to. And she won't believe you, and that's okay. Uh, you, but, you need to, but you still need to do that work so that you can show her uh, what kind of a man that you can be. And, and even if she pursues this divorce, um, I, I want you to keep doing this work because you, you, still, you still, you know, the things that you've described to me in this, in this brief call you know, really count um, against your ability to be in any healthy relationship with any person. Including yourself. I mean, honestly, Senator, this is not the man God's calling you to be. You're under there. You, you know this is not good for you. So take this as an invitation from God through your wife to really work on all of this and to become the best man possible. And hopefully through the grace of God, it will heal that relationship with your wife and make better relationships with all the people in your life. Senna, thank you so much for the call. I'm going to also encourage you to check out our book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love, which really talks a lot about the kinds of things that that you need to be able to do to have a healthy, holy relationship. And I think that it will augment the other suggestions that I've made here on the show. 877-573-7825. We're taking your calls about the challenging relationships that you're in. Give us a holler. We'll help you reboot those relationships and get them back online. What does the Church mean when she speaks of social justice? The Catholic Catechism says society ensures social justice when it allows associations and individuals to obtain their due. Social justice can only be accomplished by respecting the transcendent dignity of man. In other words, society exists for man. Man does not exist for society. The person, says the Catechism, represents the ultimate end of society, which is ordered to him. By refusing to recognize the inherent rights of the individual as endowed by the Creator, a society undermines its own moral legitimacy, according to Pope John the Twenty-Third. 
Respect for the human person stems from the principle that everyone should look upon his neighbor as another self. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. John 6, verses uh, 48 to 58. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread, meaning me. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that a man may eat of it and never die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh, at which the Jews disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They're scandalized by this. How is it that we're not? How is it that we just hear this and go, Oh yeah, I know that passage. They're just outraged, and at least perplexed. Sane people, inspired teachers, wise men, prophets don't say things like this. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. Do you feel held back by your inner critic? That little voice whispering, I can't, or I'm not good enough. The spiritual master and doctor of the church, St. Ignatius of Loyola, realized that these disheartening thoughts, which he called desolations, are not from God, especially when they tempt us from becoming who God wants us to be. Consolations, on the other hand, come from the Holy Spirit. These positive thoughts encourage us to trust in God's plan for us. If we want to follow God's plan, we need to quell that inner critic and listen instead to the consoling voice of the Holy Spirit. Here's a practice that can help. First, every day, write down your successes. Did you make someone smile? Did you exercise despite feeling low? Write it down. Next, write down the strengths or virtues behind those successes. The kindness that brought out that smile, for instance, or the persistence that helped you exercise. Finally, turn your virtues into daily I am statements. I am kind, or I am persistent. Doing so will remind you that your identity flows from the gifts of God's grace, not that inner critic. For one-on-one support on your spiritual journey, visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, it's Relationship Reboot. Are you dealing with a strained or broken relationship? We want to help you get things back on track. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Hey, as a regular listener of EWTN Radio... Don't forget the wonderful quality programming that is on EWTN television, whether it's films, documentaries, news coverage, lively discussion shows, or kids' programs. EWTN TV highlights the truth that is the eternal word. For a complete schedule of EWTN television programs, go to EWTN.com and click TV. But we hope that you'll stick with us right here on 
EWTN Radio can keep listening to More to Life so that we can help you today reboot your relationships. I, I was really excited when we were away over the weekend. We were at a church that, you know, it's not our normal church. And the priest was like, I have the EWTN TV schedule in the bulletin for you. Like to the whole, he announced it during the announcements. I thought that was very supportive and cool of, for him to do for all of his parishioners. And, and while we're talking about them, I want to give a shout out to Matt and Brianne, who was the, who was the family that was sitting right in front of us. Oh my goodness. Beautiful yes, family. So lovely. And uh, they turned around to the EWTN Are you Dr. Greg and Lisa, and it was very it was sweet, so but they were just a lovely, them. lovely family who listens to uh, EW, to our program on EWTN Radio and watches EWTN TV, so Matt and Brianne, keep up the good work. You guys so are doing great to great meet job. you guys. All right, we are taking your calls, though, about relationships of all kinds on More to Life. If you have a relationship you'd like to reboot, whether it's a dating or marriage relationship, a family relationship, a friendship, the fact is lots of things come between people. So if you're dealing with a conflict or disagreement that's driving a wedge between you and someone you care about, uh, maybe they've hurt your feelings or you've hurt theirs, or you've just drifted apart and you're not sure what to do to rebuild the connection. Maybe it's one of those relationships where there's tension between you and someone else and it's affecting everybody else in the Mm. relationship, which often happens in extended families, in in in-law relationships, and even friendship groups, or God forbid, you know, during those divorce situations where everybody's suddenly taking sides and you're like, how do I fix this? It's such a mess. Whatever the relationship issue is. We are here for you today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Valeria, who is listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. Hi, Valeria. What's your question? Hi. Um, so... I have a feeling that my husband um, is addicted to porn. He um, has been um, a little bit, uh, we haven't been very intimate, and it is affecting, I think, our relationship. Um, I don't know how to help him. I've kind of uh, come to terms with it. I knew for a very long time that that was a problem of his, and instead of, like, I wanted to work with it, with him on it but it never um i guess he tried for a little bit and then eventually um it came back and instead of talking to him about it i just put him off kind of like after talking to several different people that they told me that it was something normal for for a guy to do it's not that big of a deal and now it's it's affecting our our intimacy. So now I don't know what to do. So so uh, you you've you've alluded to that a couple of times. Now, I mean, and obviously, you know, you're, you're going to feel um, betrayed. You're going to feel you know hurt, and and of course, it's going to affect intimacy on lots of different levels. But you 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 are you saying that? Because you said you haven't been intimate for a while. Are you saying that you're withholding intimacy because of this? Or are you saying that that you guys have other problems that have been affecting your intimacy and he's turning to this instead? Like, Help me understand a little bit of the context here. Um, it's always been since we actually, I knew he was, um, he had stuff on his phone. And it's it, not me withholding back or anything. Um, he always 
you know, looked and he he searched for me and stuff like that. And um, but now it's more he doesn't want uh, he doesn't look for it or anything like that. I'm also, you know, I'm also pregnant and I feel like maybe the way that I look is, you know, um, oh, honey, no, 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 no. Don't tell Don't believe that lie. Do not believe that lie. Is your husband is your husband a, a faithful Catholic uh, or, or like, where is he, he spiritually? He is not. He's not. Um, so he's not. Uh, he says he's non-denominational. He doesn't go to church. He he is very distant from God, if anything. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. so, so so you don't you don't a, share that faith. Mm-hmm. No, we Does don't. he recognize that this is a problem? We have talked about it before, and um, no, he he doesn't recognize it as a problem. So so he it doesn't he he thinks it's perfectly fine for him to use pornography. He thinks it's normal for him. How, how long have you guys been married? Seven years. Okay. All right. So, Valeria, here, uh, first of all, this is not your fault. This is not anything that you've caused. This is not something, you know, be the, you, the idea that it's because you're pregnant and somehow, you know, he, he doesn't find you attractive. It's not, it's not any of that. Um, at the heart of pornography addiction is a need for intimacy, a, a real need for connection, and there are lots of reasons that people have a hard time actually having real intimacy with another person, a physical person. Um, sometimes that's because of relationship problems. Often it's because that person isn't really, you know, I won't say capable, but does, doesn't have the skills they need to create the kind of intimate connection that they really need with another person that would be satisfying for them. And so um, they take the easy way out. And sadly, um, many, many, many men in particular have not been raised in ways that that enable us to uh, express emotions appropriately, uh, to open up our hearts and be vulnerable in healthy ways in relationship. And that's why men historically have been drawn more to pornography than women, although uh, because of the cha- changes in the way families operate, a lot of women have are now been raised in a similar way that they're not capable or have the skills for an intimate relationship and they're turning more and more to pornography. So it's it doesn't have anything to do with you. It has a lot to do with his capacity for real intimacy and you're seeing that you know not just in this area but in in, in the fact that he's unwilling to have an intimate relationship with God or that he struggles with emotional and spiritual intimacy with you. This is a much much deeper problem and although it's this is a common problem it's not normal for men to do this. It's not healthy for anyone to do this. And so as the faithful spouse in this relationship, God's placed you there to be that prophetic woman of God that draws the line and says, I love you, but this will ha- this has to stop. And I am committed to working with you, to being your partner and building real intimacy in this marriage um, and creating the kind of relationship that, 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 that allows us to be one with each other um, but I need you to do the work husband to give up this addiction to pornography and work with me in creating a, a whole and healthy and holy marriage so 
and and you know this is this is a hill worth dying on okay this is something that you you don't just bring up once and then he says okay i've stopped it and i'm, I'm better now he needs he's not going to be able to get better unless he gets the skills that are necessary for a healthy full relationship with you to be able to be capable of emotional intimacy and psychological intimacy and spiritual intimacy there's a lot of work that's going to need to be done on the whole relationship it's not just a matter of him not searching things on his phone anymore because that'll work for like a week and then the fact that he doesn't know how to achieve intimacy real intimacy with you is is going to just build up inside of him again until he gets to the point where he just starts reaching out for the easy answers to make him feel better so, uh, Valeria, I, I want you to very to, to draw some very clear lines here and be encouraged in this role to, to to say this is a problem. It will stop, and I'm committed to working on this with you. But I need you to take responsibility for this, and I'm going to give you some resources in a minute. But but uh, and I know you might be in. feeling like that's really a scary thing to do, and I understand that. But if you can't do it for yourself and the good of your marriage, which we strongly encourage you to do, please do it for the good of your own children. Because your husband is not just struggling with physical intimacy. This is a psychological intimacy issue as well. And you want them to have a whole healthy, healed dad who can relate to them and love them and be there to talk about important things with them and not be closed off from them in any way, shape, or form because he doesn't know how to do it. He doesn't have the skills for real personal intimacy on any level. So this is scary, I know. But as Greg said, it's worth dying on the hill for this. Do it for yourself. Do it for the good of your husband. That is what you are called to do as a wife, to work for his ultimate good, and do it for the good of your children and your family. Now, I want to give you a couple of resources. Um, so first of all, uh, we run a, con a program called Connected through CatholicCounselors.com. It's run by my associate, Dr. Mark Kolozhi. Uh, we call it Connected, because, and it's, it's for people who are struggling with pornography. And we call it Connected because at the root of that temptation to pornography is a desire to be authentically connected and intimate with people but that 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 healthy desire for intimate connection is thwarted because I don't know how to express my emotions I don't know how to deal with conflict I don't know how to be vulnerable in a healthy way so that I can create an intimate relationship so our program connected helps to address the root causes of pornography addiction and pornography use. And, I'd, and we are starting a new course um, coming up very soon. If you go to catholiccounselors.com and you look at the tab where, it, uh, where it's, I'm sorry, you, you look at the, um, the, the, the shop tab and, and scroll down to courses, you'll see Connected pop up right there. So go to catholiccounselors.com, shop, and then courses, and you'll find the Connected program right there. Sign, have him sign up for that. We also offer Reconnected for the spouses of those who are addicted to pornography or who are using pornography, and we talk about how to heal the relationship there. You can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's telecounseling practice where you can work individually with one of our Catholic counselors to get this relationship back on track, but it's, it's, it's a deeper problem than just him using porn. Uh, and it, it really speaks to his capacity for intimacy in the whole relationship. Those resources, Connected, Reconnected, and the Pastoral Telecounseling Practice can help you find faithful ways to deal with this issue in your marriage. 
Valeria, thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do for you, please, please do reach out to us through catholiccounselors.com. With that, we have to take our break, but it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And as I was mentioning earlier in the program, the key to this verse is really that last part. You are all one. How? In Christ Jesus. That's right. It's not, we're not we're, we can all be one on our own power, or we can be one with people who aren't in Christ Jesus. It's, it's, it's the Lord who makes that unity possible. And we can extend an invitation to those who are not in the Lord to join us in that communion with him and each other. But we can't make that communion happen on our own. And that is why we needed Jesus Christ to come and rebuild the communion that was broken at the beginning of time when, during the fall. And so, yes, uh, let this be a message and encouragement to everybody. Yes, of course, we want to reach out to you know, all the people in our life and, and work to build those relationships. But we have, to be, we have to be realistic that we can only extend invitations. And we will be able to achieve unity with some of those people we extend invitations to if those people want to be one with us in Christ. But if they don't, we can't make that relationship happen on our own power. And so you don't have to feel guilty about that. We're responsible for extending the invitation, but Christ is ultimately responsible for healing those, those wounds. 877-573-7825. We're taking your calls about relationship reboots today on More to Life. The fact is, relationships are hard. And if you have a relationship you'd like to reboot, whether it's a dating or marriage relationship, a family relationship, or a friendship, the fact is lots of things can come up between people. And if you're dealing with a conflict or disagreement that's driving a wedge between you and that person you care about, or they've hurt your feelings, or you've hurt theirs, and you're not sure how to get past it, or maybe you've just drifted apart, and you're not sure how to rebuild that connection, we want to help you hit the reset button and get those relationships back online give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. You can also shoot us your questions via email, especially if you're tuning into the More to Life podcast a little later today. And I hope that you do tune into the podcast every day so you don't miss the great advice that you can get to have a more abundant life and relationships. Um, but the email address is questions at moretoliferadio.com. That's with the number two, questions at moretoliferadio.com. We'll be back with more of your calls and questions coming up right after the break. One of the reasons we should go to Mass is because, if you look in the Catechism, you will see the fruits of Holy Communion. And these are remarkable things that we can receive at every Mass that we attend. We encounter the risen Lord, and He shares something of His divine life and love with us. The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, live from the EWTN Chapel, every morning, 8 Eastern, on EWTN Radio and Television. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith based health sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844 398 9399. That's 844 398 9399. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. 
It's Father John Ricardo served as our spiritual director, and he gave us a theme on which to speak. He asked all the speakers to address this statement in some way, shape, or form, because of you, I know God. And that hit me and Deacon Dominic when he first put that out there, like a ton of bricks, because basically, that's our story. And I believe if we stop and think about this, because of someone in our life, whether it be maybe a relative or maybe someone at work or maybe someone on the street, who was it that witnessed to you? And because of that person, you either came to know the Lord or know him and your one holy Catholic and apostolic church better and more intimately. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, on EWTN Radio. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, Relationship Reboot. We're helping you reboot those strained or broken relationships today on More to Life. It's 877-573-7825. That's 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. We wanted to answer a question from Nicole, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. She said she's engaged to a man, a second marriage for both of them, and he has borderline disorder. They're not getting along. She's known him for 20 years, and he's not a citizen. She asked, can, should she cut her losses? She's not sure if she should marry him and then be stuck as his sponsor. Um, Nicole, it sounds like you know the answer to your own it question sure if you're does. phrasing it as being stuck as his sponsor. Look, um, there are four million reasons why you should not marry this man. As I look at every single <laughs> line, I, my answer is no. <laughs> no. I don't mean to laugh. No. It's just, it's, I'm not, it's it's not just laughing because so it's funny. It's, it's just painful. overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. So listen, um, first of all, if you're saying he has borderline personality disorder, um, that is one of the... M- primary reasons uh, that that the church will grant an annulment for psychological grounds a borderline personality disorder is as dysfunctional as a person can be without being psychotic that's why it's called borderline personality disorder it's borderline on the psych- uh, psychotic you know he doesn't have hallucinations he doesn't hear things he doesn't see things but everything about his life is crazy it he's he a borderline personality disordered individual um, is very very seriously broken and it, and we they deserve our compassion and they can be helped with intensive counseling and and medication but they are but if they are even you know moderate degree of borderline personality disorder they are not capable of marriage as the church defines it secondly you're saying that you're married that he's marrying you and he's not a citizen and you're trying I, I don't even understand that part of it I mean that's not a reason to get married to somebody and it's even potentially illegal so the answer to your question is 
No, you should not marry him. Yes, you should cut your losses. We need to throw in the fact that it's a second marriage for both of them. If you were in a Catholic marriage and it's not annulled, you're not free to get married to anybody anyway. Uh, There's so so many no's. So, So, Nicole, listen to your gut. The way you phrased everything about this question is screaming out the Holy Spirit's trying to tell you that this is not healthy for you. And you should not marry this man. If, if, if you were looking for a sign from God, from, for, some, for, for the Lord in some way to tell you in a very clear way what to do, please take the fact that we took your call as that sign. All right? No, do not marry this man. Now, let me just briefly talk about what we have a right to expect or what we need to expect from all of our relationships, especially dating and marriage relationships as Christians. If we are in a healthy relationship with anybody, whether that's a friend or a family member or a potential spouse, when we are around that person, that person helps us and even challenges us to live in a way that is more consistent with our beliefs and our values and our faith. I have a greater likelihood of living up to my faith and my beliefs and my values because Lisa is in my life than I would if I was on my own. Oh, thanks, honey. No, it's true, (laughs) right? You know, she she supports me, she encourages me, she challenges me, she kind of whaps me upside the head, (laughs) metaphorically speaking, whenever I need to be whapped upside the head. Very (laughs) metaphorically. And and so I know, okay, because she is in my life, I have a better chance of becoming the person God created me to be in this life and getting to heaven in the next. And I am sure and certain that Greg does the same for me because he practices that on a daily basis and proves it to me. So if you're in a healthy relationship with anybody, that relationship is healthy for Christians because it is helping you in many, many, many ways on many, many levels become more of the person God is creating you to be in this life and helping you get to heaven in the next. Any relationship that doesn't do that is from the enemy and you need to set boundaries and cut it off. Okay? And, and, uh, and, you, know, that's, and you shouldn't feel guilty about that. That's why, that's why we chose this verse, okay? Where we say, where, where St. Paul says, you know, you are all one in Christ Jesus. We cannot make oneness happen on our own. We cannot find people who are destructive or incapable of loving us, and certainly not in, lo- in following Lord, the Lord, and somehow make that relationship work on our own power. Any attempt to do that is not just crazy, it's probably sinful. Okay, so for any healthy relationship, and let's leave, let's leave on this note, in the last minute we've got here, we can extend invitations to the people in our life to be healthy and to be holy, to be in relationship with us and the Lord. But if the people in our life reject either of those invitations, especially the, relation, the, the invitation to be in relationship with the Lord, we're probably not going to be completely one with them. Because it's only through Christ Jesus that that unity can happen, right? Because communion, real intimacy and relationship requires a lot of self-sacrifice, a lot of dying to self, a lot of stepping outside of our comfort zone that none of us want to do. And the only reason we're going to do it is because the Lord commands us to. And we trust that God loves us and has the path to a beautiful and abundant life. And so if he asks us to leave our comfort zone behind for the sake of this other person, then we'll do it for him if not for each other. And so when you are in in, in any relationship, we can extend the invitation to be in communion with them and the Lord, but it's up to them to accept it. And if they are not capable of accepting it, 
uh, either because of the conditions that they're dealing with, like you're talking about, Nicole, or because um, they just don't want a relationship with us or the Lord. It's not our job to make it happen through force of our own will. That is stepping into the role of God in our own life. All right, folks, thanks so much for the call. If you'd like more support in learning how to build intimate communion in the relationships that you have, reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to transform your marriage, family, or personal life. catholiccounselors.com. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.